All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Thursday, March 9th. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, this is a big weekend coming up because we've got not one, not two, but three wide studio releases coming out. It's one of those something for everybody weekends that we used to hear so much about back in the old days and and we got one of them we got a real live one right now so we're gonna do a little weekend preview do you want to start with the predicted top of these three movies or do you want to start at the bottom i mean i think you know what let's start at the top yeah great you got to you got because to. I personally think the other two are going to be pretty marginal when it okay. comes to box office. Not okay. to spoil anything, but the big one here, yeah, is Scream Six. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Now this movie just continues to roll downhill with momentum. Hmm. And man, there's we're looking at box office tracking. And this thing is tracking anywhere between 36 and $44 million. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. I mean, that is incredible because that is higher than any Scream movie has made, right? I mean, the last Scream movie, Scream 5, a.k.a. 5 Cream, opened last January, and it opened to $30 million for the weekend. And that was that was a huge win. That was a full mm-hmm revitalization of the franchise and i'll be honest after that movie which we both liked and we were both very excited about how well it ended up doing i thought that was going to be the peak of the scream reboots in the Mm -hmm. sense of that movie had all of the buzz of oh it's been a long time the old gang's back together there's all this renewed interest in scream nostalgia it did $30 million. I didn't think sequels to that movie would do as well as that movie. But the, the predictions and the, the information everyone's getting says that that's not the case. So I, are you surprised? I'm surprised that, that Scream 5 wasn't the high watermark of these new Scream movies. Um, not really. I, I mean, I, I mean... I guess a little bit mm-hmm. in Thanks. the sense that I, I, I guess I didn't I didn't see how th- another one could get bigger, mm-hmm. especially after we heard that Nev Campbell Sydney was not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. But what happened in the meantime is that. A star was born. Yes. Yes. And that is something that I don't think either of us saw happening because we didn't watch Wednesday. No, I did watch the pilot. Tim Burton directed it, so I had to watch it. But I I was not a a Wednesday watcher like apparently the rest of the world was. Huge hit. But we we did see X. Yes. You know, we did really like this actor mm-hmm. in Scream, mm-hmm. Five Cream. Jenna mm-hmm. Ortega yep. has really taken off. And I would say that she is such an X factor here when it comes mm-hmm. to interest in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think people are very excited about it having a different angle. The, the, I think the previews have been spectacular. Yes. The trailers for this film really went to a new level. Yeah. Putting it in New York City, the greatest city in the world, the city where everybody wants to live. Yeah. Or and get, should and get want killed. to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, it's it's better to get killed here than live anywhere else. Yes. And so all of these factors are really pushing this to the stratosphere. And I, I mean, there hasn't been this much buzz for a Scream movie since maybe the second film. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. I mean, I 
I think this is something we've we've talked about off mic because, of course, we can't contain ourselves. We talk box office all the time. Mm-hmm. But this feels like the uh, that Janet Ortega in this Scream 6 is the biggest star at the time that a Scream movie has had since the first or second Scream in the sense mm-hmm. that when Scream 2 came out, Nev Campbell was at the height of her stardom. And you had Sarah Michelle Gellar in there at the height of her Buffy stardom. And that was a young cast that was filled with stars at the time. You, you had know, Rebecca time- Gayhart yes, at the, yes. the top of her Noxima fame. Right. And by the time Scream 3 came out, it feels like all the original cast, their stars had started to wane. Of course, by the time Scream 4 came out, they were all at a sort of weird place in their careers. Not, you know, that uh, Courtney Cox was far removed from friends. Nev Campbell wasn't a hot star anymore. Uh, they added Emma Roberts, but she was never a star. And now you cut to Scream Six, and Jenna Ortega is at the, you know, is is not peaking because who knows how high she could go, but she's definitely a star at the moment. She's the biggest star that a Scream movie has had in the moment since Scream 2. So yeah, that is a very applicable comparison she, here. She's definitely ascending in a way that is perfectly timed for this film. Now, she's been making the rounds, doing interviews, saying some stuff that probably her people are going to say, hey, hey, uh, listen, uh, maybe you should not say the writers on your show suck. That's probably not a good thing to do. That's not going to affect no. the box office in this in any way. Regular people who are going to go see this movie don't care about that kind of stuff. No. But just in general, she may need a little bit of tutoring when it comes to stardom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, listen, it's what can you do? People make mistakes. If that's the worst mistake she ever makes, oh, my goodness. Right. She'll be a star forever. Um, so yeah, I, you know, when you put the Jenna Ortega factor into consideration, now I could see why this movie is going to open bigger or, you know, is presumed to open bigger. We'll get to our prediction, but, uh, is going to open bigger than scream five did. Um, Mm -hmm. do we think, you know, I think lastly, before we make our prediction, do we think that the lack of Nev Campbell is going to matter or this movie has gotten over that hurdle. Cause that was a hurdle that we thought when it was announced, you know, over the summer or so that she wasn't going to be in this, we thought that might be a, uh, uh, possibly a franchise killer. And do we still think that, I mean, obviously I, I think neither of us think that's the case anymore. Well, I mean, I think it all comes down to fans of scream. will see a new scream movie mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I mean that might that I mean that doesn't seem to have been the case when Scream Four came out, but I think now everybody's back on the train. I'm I'm probably the biggest Scream fan you know, mm-hmm. and I have no hesitation in seeing this movie, even though Nev Campbell's character isn't in it, because I do think whatever this creative team has done here with the marketing. It's really enticed me in a way that makes me totally forget that Sydney is not a part of this. Have you seen any ghost faces walking around in your neighborhood? Because that has been part of the Paramount marketing campaign is they're sending ghost faces out to just walk neighborhoods and become uh, social media phenomenons. You know, sort of the Uh, same... I don't, I don't think, think it's caught on the way that the Smilers did at the baseball games. That's probably the all-time promotional horror tactic. But you, yeah. ha- you have not run into a Ghostface. No, I don't think Ghost even Ghostface wants to come out to Queens. Wow, just because the 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 trains are so iffy, you don't know if you might get stuck out there. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're a Ghostface, you're gonna hang out in Brooklyn. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna hang out in the Lower East Side. Right, right, right. Um, I have not seen a ghost face. Um, you know, the neighborhood where I live, if I saw a ghost face, he'd probably be pushing a baby carriage. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I think that would be a viral site. They should get some yeah. Park Slope uh, ghost faces out here and absolutely you know, to, to sort of lure in the families. But you're, you're, you, what you're saying is pointing towards something that Paramount has been really great at mm-hmm. and it continues to be great at, which is uh, promoting their movies, spending money to promote yeah. their movies theatrically. Oh my God, can you believe it? Yep. Did yep. You, that works still. Yeah, it will always work. It will yep. always work unless the movie is a total canary that right. it's going to work. Right. So, and this movie looks like it's going to be good and fun. Yes, as we've it, said before, the most important thing is this movie, even though it's a slasher, even though it's dark, it right. looks fun. Yes. 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 Well, and a who done it? I think the who done it element of this is 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 very strong where five yeah it's always like who's the killer but this one's really like who's the killer i think every scream fan is like what are they gonna do here who is the killer right right and it is amazing six screams in and people are still invested in who's the killer this time which you know long lost cousin or nephew of someone from the first movie used to date who who decided to be ghostface this time we still care and Most that consistent is consistent horror franchise there's ever been yes yes uh and that, that's a testament to paramount great marketing they put money behind it they believe in theatrical so another movie opening this weekend that I would say the studio does not have quite as much faith in their movie as Paramount has in Six Cream is the movie 65. And that comes from Sony Pictures. And I definitely am feeling that this movie is starting to feel a little bit like a big studio dump. This is the Adam Driver star. It is a, and this is not a spoiler because this twist is in the trailer. It's a movie about a man from space who is in a spaceship and a spaceship lands on another planet. And it turns out that he's landed on earth 65 million years ago and he's got to fight a dinosaur. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's the premise. It's a interesting premise. It's a solid action B movie premise. But it does feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, you tell me if you don't feel this way, it feels like Sony knows it's got a big dinosaur turd on its hands and it is treating it thusly. Well, it's only opening in 3,200 theaters, which, that's I mean, that is, that's a wide release, but they're not blowing this thing out, right? Right. And that could also be... There's just not enough screens for it at the moment. You got right. Creed 3. You yep. got Scream 6. You right. got Ant-Man and Quantumania still kicking as much right. as it can be kicking. Right. So that's probably the case. But yeah, this feels to me like let's get runoff. Mm-hmm. Let's get runoff from the the showings of Scream 6 that are sold out. Mm-hmm. And the Creed 3 PLFs are sold out. Mm-hmm. So. And oh, I've seen Ant-Man the Wasp, and I'm not doing that to myself again. So maybe I'll see 65. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're aiming for, is that when there's a lot of bodies at the theater, some of them are going to end up at 65 just by getting shoved in there because if things are crowded. You're in a hallway. You end right. up in 65, and you're like, well, I sat down. Am I really going to get up? Am I really right. going to walk? Right, right. I got my popcorn. I got my nachos. I got my pretzel bites. I've got my good and plenties. I'm not going to stand up and walk. I'll watch this. I like Adam Driver. Dinosaurs, fine. I like Jurassic World. Okay, let's see what this is. Right. I I think, though, that's a strategy that is much harder in this day and age when people buy their tickets ahead of time. Now, of course, not everyone, huh? You know, uh-huh. there's definitely walk up is this, huh? Different uh-huh. strokes or different folks, huh? But, uh-huh. you know, back in the day, people would just go to a movie theater, have a loose idea of what the showtimes were, kind of want to see a specific thing, and there'd be a chance they'd get their movie be sold out, they'd go see something else. And that's obviously a movie like 65 
in the past could have benefited from that, you know, when they opened against a big movie like Scream. But nowadays, people are buying their tickets ahead of time on their phones. They're showing up with a ticket already in hand. So there's not going to be a lot of people who thought they were going to see Scream or Creed 3 and instead get stuck and just have to go see 65 by default. If you can't get yeah. tickets to the movie you want to go see, you're probably not going to go that night. You're going to go when you get the ticket. So 65 is not going to get a lot of Creed 3 is sold out, Scream 6 is sold out. I guess I'll go see the dinosaur movie. It's not a great strategy. Yeah, but but we are we do we live on the coast. We're coastal elites. Of course. And we have all the high tech technology. Yeah, we we have, have all the gadgets. We have we're our network is strong. The internet right. around us is strong. You yeah. gotta think there's places in the country where they, they there is walk-up business because they don't use their cell phones like that like there is still walk-up business depending on what the movie is now with 65 a walk-up like something like creed 3 i think had a lot of walk-up business jesus revolution had a lot of walk-up business right you know but i i is 65 a walk-up business type of movie i mean in that sense i agree with you it's not well let's let's break down why we think that Sony is is semi dumping this movie. I mean, a big thing, and we're not critics, huh? Huh? And critics aren't the end all be all, huh? Huh? But they are not screening this movie for critics. Not that they're oh, even like sign. pushing it late or put you know try to make it uh, last a minute. It seems like this movie is not going to screen at all for critics. Critics are going to have to go pay for a ticket to write their reviews. That is a bad sign. That's a That's bad terrible. sign. Because they, it's very surprising if the critical reviews are good on a movie where they don't screen for critics. That is mm-hmm. almost never happened in the history of Earth. Yeah, um, yeah. So they know they probably have a critically uh, to be maligned movie on their hands. They've got a premise that's interesting, but also at the same time, very easy to make fun of. Mm-hmm. Um. And they've got a movie where the the central premise of it, dinosaurs, never works unless you're a Jurassic Park movie. You know, mm-hmm. as as much as it may seem like a great movie concept to do an action movie with dinosaurs, dinosaur movies, if they're not Jurassic Park, hyster- historically, always bomb. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, people only trust uh they only trust the Jurassic logo when it comes to dinosaurs. And otherwise, you've got Land of the Lost, you've got the good dinosaur, famous bombs. You don't really have any other serious dinosaur action movies. They're all straight to VHS, you know, bargain basement schlock. There aren't mm-hmm. really other Jurassic Park competitors. 65 is almost uh, one of the first ever big screen, big budget, serious dinosaur movies that we've ever had. Yeah. There just is this this bar where audiences don't buy dinosaurs unless Spielberg is at least an exec producer. True. I mean, you know, they're slapping from the, I think, what is it? The writers of the quiet, quiet place. place. And it's like, well, if, if it's the guys who originally came up with that idea, the, you know, Krasinski kind of took that and made it his own. So I don't necessarily know if that means that this movie is going to be some spectacular uh, written film. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless there's another twist, which is they're not showing in the marketing, yeah, if it's just Spaceman versus dinosaurs, I don't think there's enough there. Yeah. Adam Driver in this in this uh, the all the trailers does not look like a spaceman in the sense of he, it being really like oh this guy's from of uh, the future. Right. I mean, he he. It's hard for me to see him as a guy from the future, right? Because he seems so present, 
as a guy that would look like that person now. He he almost looks like a caveman, Adam Driver, just in in a positive way. In a positive way. No, not the Geico caveman, huh? He he huh. looks like a just a rugged man from the past not a man from the future if you told me he was either a man from the future or a man who lived with dinosaurs he looks like a man who lives with dinosaurs that lessens the Mm -hmm. twist of this movie um you know so i think that yeah adam driver great actor very famous person but not a movie star who's ever really opened anything so no not a butts in the seats guy and that's a huge issue too but at this point who is? Because if Who you put Ryan Gosling in this, he's not going to move the needle any more than Adam Driver would. Probably more. I mean, I think the Barely Ryans, more. I think a Ryan Reynolds does, but then you've got a different movie where Ryan Reynolds is sort of like quipping with the dinosaurs, and I do think that would be more popular. I think a Ryan Reynolds making sarcastic quips, basically playing Deadpool fighting a dinosaur will do better than Adam Driver um, trying to do dramatic acting uh, versus the dinosaur. I mean, I think we're running into the thing that's making me want to go really low on this movie is that I can't think of a single actor that could be put in this premise that would make this a actual hit. Like you said, Ryan Reynolds would do better, right? but... He wouldn't do substantially better to make this not a disappointment for some. So I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one out there. Let's use this as our over under for predictions. So Jerry Butler, the king of the sort of low budget action movies. Oh yeah, but his then this last movie film, looks like crap. Then then this movie, the dinosaurs are gonna look like claymation. Right. If this is right. a Jerry Butler movie. So there's that's it, you can't pick him because well, this movie is too big for him. Let's let's say, though, that he was plugged directly into this movie for whatever reason. They made the movie at the same scale and it's Jerry Butler instead of Adam Driver. Do you think this movie same movie Jerry Butler spaceman who goes to the past and has to fight a dinosaur same level of special effects? Does it open better with Jerry Butler than it theoretically will with Adam Driver? I got to say no, because I don't think that's in Jerry Butler's, his wheelhouse as much as you think it is. Okay. Like, I think Jerry Butler is the guy who gets down and dirty. He's punching stuff. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's being a man. This movie is too slick and and special effects driven for for him, I think, at this point in his career. So so I, so I just don't it's hard for me to imagine it. I don't think it does any better. So let's then use Jerry Butler's last film plane as our over under. So Jerry Butler's last film plane opened January 13th. Very low budget movie where the premise was a plane crashes somewhere and the the pilot has to fight terrorists that's basically the premise of that movie and it opens to 10.2 million dollars so plane is a action movie that cost way less than what we presume this 65 this dinosaur movie cost mm-hmm. is 65 gonna do a plane can it outgross plane no or wow no, it's just and, and it's tracking at single digits, and there's no reason why it would go any higher. Because, I mean, who's going to go see this movie when Scream Six is out? Yeah, when Creed Three is out, when Cocaine Bear is still kicking it. So, like, n- yeah, I'm going to go over. I don't think 65 is going to shock the world and make 20 plus million. But I do think that when you look at something like Plane did 10.2, Ambulance did 8.7, Moonfall. Remember Moonfall? Moonfall did 9.8. Those movies, I still feel like have as much as 65 is being dumped, those movies all have less going for it 
than 65 does. 65 at least feels bigger. You know, it feels... I, I don't know. It, I, I think it'll do 12. That's where I'm going. I think this movie has got to do at least 12. Well, see, now you're giving numbers for 65, and we never gave our numbers for Scream 6. So okay. you well, either got to hold the numbers for the end... Or we got to do the numbers. Don't be angry about it. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not angry. So, so 12 million is what I say for, for, uh, 65. I think single digits. I think this thing's lucky to hit nine. Okay. So then let's move on to our last new release of the weekend, which is champions. So champions is a dramedy about a basketball team from Bobby Farrelly, half of the Farrelly brothers, the the Farrelly brother who did not have anything to do with Green Book. So not the Oscar winning Farrelly, the other. And also nothing to do with beer run, the greatest beer run. So and nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this is Bobby Farrelly's first movie in a while. And Mm -hmm. uh, it stars Woody Harrelson as the coach of this team woody harrelson fresh off of an snl hosting appearance a couple of weeks ago so this is a this is an interesting one i mean you don't we haven't gotten too many weekends where you get a third big release in a weekend Mm -hmm. um i don't know that there is an audience for this movie at all like this feels like a cry macho situation Oh, if it's lucky. And this is a fo- focus features film. Did you realize that? I didn't. So this is like an an a an Oscar play in theory. I mean, that's that when I saw focus features, I thought that's very interesting because the premise of this is your standard kind of bad news bears situation mm-hmm. where you got a coach that is misbehaving, gets gets uh loses his job ends up coaching a team full of special needs players, mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. young men, women, and people. And listen, that has been Farrelly's MO. They have used a lot of special needs people mm-hmm. bef- before in broader comedies. Yeah. The tone on this is going to be interesting because it still does look like a comedy. Yeah, and it does have that Farrelly thing to it, and that hasn't been successful in a very long time. Yes, I mean Green Book is definitely their biggest, or you know, Peter Farrelly's biggest hit in a long time. Um, the Farrelly brothers, though, as much as we love them, their style of comedy has not been in in a long time. Uh, they did produce. The Ringer, which was a uh, Johnny Knoxville uh, pretends to be special needs to get into the Special Olympics. They produced that film in 2005, and that opened to 5.1 million. Definitely a different time um, mm-hmm. when the Farrelly brothers and their, you know, sort of special needs comedy uh, films were more in the zeitgeist. Um, yeah, it does. It it. Here's the thing. It feels like right now from, you know, the the tagline of from one half of the Farrelly brothers, that doesn't mean anything anymore. That's not a help for a movie. Well, listen, we are, I, I mean, I just rewatched Hall Pass. You did. So that's so, where we're at. Yeah. So, I mean, we are, we are Farrelly brothers fans and this is not our first choice to go see this weekend by right. any stretch. Right. So, and I mean, that we're says Woody something. fans. We're Woody Harrelson Woody fans. fans. Oh, absolutely. We, yeah. We, what is that movie we saw? It, we saw that, that film Wilson. Was that the film that he we did? We did see Wilson back in 2017. We saw Wilson at night yeah. and, uh, and saw that. I mean, here's the thing. I'm looking at Woody Harrelson's box office history and Woody Harrelson is a star. He has been no. famous since the eight, late 80s when he played Woody Boyd on Cheers and he's he's been in in hit movies since 1990. Um he's never been a above the title 
opener movie star. Never. I mean, there is even at his height, you know, I would say Woody Harrelson, his his box office height was probably White Men Can't Jump and Decent yep. Proposal. And then he's the lead in the cowboy way. You know, this is a run from like 1992 through, uh, nine, you know, the late 90s or so with Ed TV. But even within that, there aren't giant hits. You know, as much as we love it, Kingpin, the Farrelly Brothers movie in 96, that movie made 25 million total. You know, Natural yeah. Born Killers made 50 total. Money Train was this sort of, uh, quote unquote sequel, spiritual sequel to White Men Can't Jump. That movie only made 35 million total. Larry Flint, he got his Oscar nom nom nom, made 20 total. So even in the 90s, Ed, Ed TV only made 22 million dollars total. But he's not what? even the main character in that. That's Matthew no, McConaughey. No. But it's a so two hander. He is, he is a value add at this point. He is one of the highest value adds you can have. He is like a Samuel Jackson level value add. He adds value to smaller movies. He adds value to blockbusters, right? I mean, he's a guy who's been in some franchises. Uh, Planet of the uh, Apes. Yes, The Hunger he Games. He was in The Hunger Games, you know? Uh, Venom. Let yes. there be carnage. He was carnage. He is a value add of the highest caliber. Yeah. I mean, I would put him up there with Samuel L. Jackson because I don't know if there's anybody that, I mean, obviously, listen, we don't talk about politics here, huh? Huh. I mean, he had an SNL monologue, so maybe you're going to get some people who are like, well, I won't see his movies anymore, right? But yeah, I, I don't think that before yeah. that, Before that, I could confidently say, nobody's going to go into a movie and see Woody Harrelson and be like, shit, Woody Harrelson's in this movie. I can't watch this, right? Mm -hmm. He's a value add. And I think, listen, I think he's still a value add. Yeah. I mean, and I so, will even push back on, listen, I think Woody Harrelson's a, a value add for quality. I don't think he's comparable to Samuel L. Jackson in terms of being a value add for box office because Samuel L. Jackson has had plenty of even non-franchise value-add situations. You know, I, I think Woody Harrelson, when you look at his box office resume, is I'm sure people like every time he's on screen. Again, I think he's a great actor and a liked presence. But he's not even really a value-add for movies because he's been in a couple of franchises. Zombieland is... I oh, would say that's a big one. That's his biggest. You know, Woody Harrelson is the star of this movie. Success is is yeah, Zombieland. but that's I mean, look at and, and such a yeah. Emma Stone is in that too. Right. Eisenberg when he was hot, like exactly. Uh, and I mean, hot, hot, um, career wise. Not, yeah, I'm yeah. not making a judgment on anybody's physicality here. Right. But yeah, so I mean, I do think he works best in those sort of yes. Woody Harrelson plus this plus this. Right. You're right. right. I, I you're right. I mean, Samuel Jackson, like I was looking more quality, but you're right. Box office wise, he does not move that needle. Like if he was starring opposite Ryan Reynolds in My Bodyguard's Wife or whatever that movie was. The Hitman's Bodyguard. That move, yeah. 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 That movie is not going to do as well as if you have Samuel Jackson. A hundred percent. Exactly. So all to come back to Champion. I mean, we saw that with The Tor the Man from Toronto, which was a movie that went to Netflix, and I'm sure it got a lot of look uh, looks on Netflix. But if you put that Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson movie in the theaters, it's not going to make as much money as the Bodyguard films do. No, not even close. So Woody Harrelson in Champions, you know, he's pretty much where he's always been, which was a very good, well-liked actor who's not a big box office draw. The Farrelly's or Bobby Farrelly is nowhere near their peak. You know, their mm -hmm. style of comedy is not what's in right now. Their name value is, I would say, neutral to almost negative because people have their 
anti green book, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and so the, the Fairleys now don't bring the positivity that they used to for some audiences. Um, yeah. The, and, and also it's the third biggest new release of the weekend. And even in the nineties at the height of, uh, a box office health, it's hard to be the third biggest new release of a weekend. You know, that yeah. that's, it's very rare that the third biggest release of a weekend is going to end up doing that. Well, this is more, I guess, of a play for hopefully people like it and it'll stick around a really long time, but it's going to open very low. So, I mean, uh, why don't we get into our weekend predictions? Well, well, can we really quickly just uh, we have danced around the biggest issue with this movie is that it's a comedy. Yeah. And it's a comedy that isn't an action movie or like Cocaine Bear. Right. 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 It, it's it's a comedy without any of the trappings that make comedies work nowadays. Right. Which is comedy plus superhero comedy plus action and, and, and violence. You know, this is a straight up comedy. And those don't do well at the box office. They just simply don't. I, I think, though, they are. They are pushing it as a dramedy. You know, they're pushing it as a movie where it's it's not Kingpin, you know, or The Ringer in the sense where The Ringer, that movie, you're going because you're planning to laugh a lot. I think with Champions, mm-hmm. they are kind of telling you, you'll get enjoyment out of this movie because of the story and the characters and you'll feel invested. I, I don't think it's like really little sell- Miss sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Sort of thing, exactly. Which is an old reference, but that sort of like, yeah. Hey, it's, it's a, it's a comedy, but also you're going to cry or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. with champions, it's, and not those movies be- don't really make money anymore either. Yeah. And definitely not opening weekend. I think the thing with champions is maybe it's really good and maybe mm-hmm. it, sort of has great word of mouth and people go see it over the course of the next couple of months, but it's definitely not going to open big. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't we get into our predictions for this coming weekend and for scream, we could put a dollar amount on it. I apologize profusely that um, we didn't put a dollar amount on it earlier. So let's start with, would you like to go first in your top five predictions for the weekend. Yes. I say scream six slam doink. Number one. Mm-hmm. Now the high water mark for the scream franchise opening weekend wise was scream three in February four uh, in February of 2000, mm-hmm. February 4th to be specific, open to 34.7. Now the last scream movie open to 30 all projections say that it's going to beat both of those numbers Uh, and some box office pro being one say this movie is going to make it into the 40s and i agree with them wow i think this movie is going to make 43 million dollars wow because i think that there's going to be a lot of buzz on this movie if this movie is awesome the way the buzz is. It's truly awesome after people see it. The word of mouth is going to drive people on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday to go see this movie. And I think we can see this movie inching up and inching up and inching up over the weekend. I mean, I think we're going to see another, at a smaller level, another another you know thing that happened with Cree 3, which was like, it just keeps building, building mm-hmm. and building momentum, right? So that's my call. Number one, Scream 6, $43 million. Number two, Creed 3 mm-hmm. is going to drop probably around 50%, I would say, mm-hmm. at number two. It had such a big opening. I do think it's still going to continue to do well, mm-hmm. but it's going to be number two for sure. Here's where we get into some weird th- weirdness because, I mean, is 65 going to beat out Ant-Man? I- I mean, probably, maybe, who knows? But it's too close at this point, and that's bad for 65. But I'm still going to say 65 is number three because I do think people don't want to have to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp again. Mm -hmm. 
with that, my number four is going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's going to have another drop that's not as huge as the last two, because at this point, it's if it drops another 70% or 60%, that's t- terrible. And then I think number five is going to be Jesus Revolution. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say Jesus Revolution because it's such the counter-programming. I do think this movie still has some power in it. I think Cocaine Bear is going to be number six. And I think number seven is going to be Champions. Wow. Wow. Champions, I think, is going to go under Cry Macho. I think this movie is going to make like $3 million. So, you know, it's funny. Now that you mentioned Jesus Revolution, that is the, the best case of a champions type movie, you know, Jesus revolution, it's a religious movie, but if you watch the trailer, it's sold as a inspirational drama with some comedic lines, you know, Kelsey Grammer is another cheer star and, and he's mm-hmm. always going to have that comic timing and champions and, and Jesus revolution kind of are going for the same audience or at least the same tone in a way. And Jesus revolution has, of course, Jesus, who's a much bigger star than anyone involved in champions, but that would have been the best case for champions is, is that just audiences want to go for a nice uplifting time at the movies. Um, I mean, I agree with you that it's, it's the same tone, but not the same audience. I mean, Jesus revolution is going for church buses hard. Oh, sure. It's not a similar bulk ticket buyer for champions. But, but here's one thing I'll say about Jesus revolution is that it is now at 30 over $30 million. That's more than just getting the church bus crowd. I mean, it's obviously oh, yeah. maximizing it's the church over. bus crowd, but it's crossed over into just people who want a nice character-driven dramedy are going to see that movie. And so I think that's a, also a problem for Champions is Jesus Revolution is super serving that audience. So, all right, now to get into my predictions, number one, of course, Slam Doink, Scream 6 is going to be number one. I'm going high on this. I think... It's going to hit 49 million. I mean, last weekend, Creed wow. hitting 58. And obviously, Creed has IMAXs and, and all that in a way that Scream yeah. probably has much less of that this weekend. But Creed busting through even the highest end of expectations, I think Scream's going to do the same thing. So I think 49 okay. million. We could be sitting here on Monday and this thing has hit 50. I think that is I'd love now it. in play. I freaking love it's it. It's in play. But I'll go yeah. 49. Number okay, two wow, is it. going to be Creed 3. Similarly, yeah, 50% drop. It'll be in the high 20s probably. Number three, I'm going 65. And like I said, I think it's going to make $12 million. Uh, here's where we're going to start differing. Number four, Cocaine Bear. I think Cocaine Bear makes more than Ant-Man Last weekend, Ant-Man made 12.8, Cocaine Bear made 11.1. I think that Ant-Man's going to drop significantly more than Cocaine Bear, and Cocaine Bear is going to be number four. And guess what? I'm going nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Number five, Jesus Revolution is going to make more than Ant-Man this weekend. I think the worm has turned on the ant. This movie has become a laughing stock. Quantumania is a joke. And I think that it will almost be embarrassing for people to go see Quantumania at this point. Jesus Revolution is hot. That's number five. Ant-Man then drops to number six. And then number seven is going to be our champions. But they're going to, champions are going to cry macho and make. I would say 2.8 million opening. Well, now crying macho is in the fours, so it's going to go under crying macho. It's going to be an under a cry macho as if, you know, if only to cry macho is what champions will say after this weekend. But yeah, I mean, my big prediction is I think quantum mania is going to really, really drop this weekend. Yeah, the only thing with Cocaine Bear is like I just don't see people going to see Cocaine Bear with Creed three and Scream six out there. I, I mean, I, I just feel like that movie has has 
left whatever it has on the table, you know? I, I would have said that, and I think we did when we were predicting its second weekend, but that second weekend drop was only 52%, meaning mm-hmm. that there is better word of mouth on this movie than I think we we thought there would have been. You know, yeah. this 52% drop for that movie was really great. So yeah. I think I think it's going to hold better than Ant-Man. I think Quantumania is just become a joke. Well, Quantumania certainly has become a joke, Pat, but the box office is no joke because no. it is kicking. You're going as high as 49 for Scream 6. I love it. I do hope we're sitting here on Sunday night talking about a $50 million oh. Scream 6 haul. But who knows? That's what makes... And listen, 65 could defy expectations and be a huge hit. Who knows? Who and knows? It's not going to happen, but no. it could happen. Yeah. Um, so before we go, uh, we promised that we would read it on today's episode. So I just want to read a email we got from wannabe old boy Danny, who of course is the host of I Screen, You Scream, four number four, number four. movies. Uh, great podcast. And he wrote us about his experiencing Creed three on his birthday. So Subject line of this email was boots off the ground theater report with an exclamation. So this is from Danny. Uh, Love it. If you guys share my latest boots of the ground report about what's going on in my local theater Friday, March 3rd on my birthday, there was a winter storm happening as I made it to half hour on Creed three. There were some difficulties going on with the screen a few times and it got some people to leave the theater unsatisfied But then afterwards, the theater ended up playing everything well okay, and the employees were able to hand me a free movie ticket to show support about the situation. But if you think technical difficulties happened on one night, unfortunately, the following day on Saturday, March 4th, they were dealing with power outages on the day where a lot of seating were refunded on that day. Another local theater also had power outages as well. So my point of this boots of the ground report is that Saturday's opening day could have been little more and it would have made over 60 million opening weekend uh then he goes on to say for me mother mother nature mother of nature may have almost ruined my birthday with a dumb storm that would have ruined my experience but thank god my theater managed to grip on longer and played creed 3 for the rest of the movie great movie and my full review is now available on my podcast and my youtube channel thanks for reading thank you danny for that boots of the ground report. Um, so basically, you know, listen, there are storms and sometimes they could even affect movie theaters and maybe Creed three would have gotten over 60 million if not for storms, knocking out power in some of the movie theaters. So, yeah. And I don't know if there's any inclement weather heading our way this weekend. I don't believe so. I don't think so. So Scream 6 is hopefully going to be able to maximize all of its box office potential without Mother Nature or Father Nature or Person Nature getting in the way. Yep. Um, And you know what? I just want to read one more email that we got from Wannabe Oh Boy Reed. Oh, Uh, Reed. Subject line, The Rise of Retro Realism. Love that subject line. So Reed says, quote, you nailed it. I call it the rise of retro realism. Top Gun Maverick started it, a return to more real filmmaking. Creed 3 continues the trend, and I think John Wick 4, Indiana Jones 5, Mission Impossible 7 will all benefit. Granted, they all have CGI throughout, but they feel real. I would be concerned Mm -hmm. for Fast X. The cars look more and more like CGI with each passing film. I would also be concerned for future superhero movies that look like they are filmed entirely on a green screen. And then he continues to say on that note, Paul Rudd looked the happiest in Ant-Man three on the bookends of the film where he's just walking down the street. I assumed it was a real street and probably the only time he saw actual daylight during the entire Ant-Man shoot. These sound stages got to get claustrophobic after months of talking to CGI actors in green suits. Love the show read so thank you read i love it the rise of retro realism that is uh that is a great term to describe mm-hmm. what top gun maverick has done 
And, you know, something like 65, it's not a superhero movie, but it's a movie that maybe is going to feel to audiences like it was just Adam Driver in a green screen warehouse. And that's not what people are loving right now. Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, that's a great point by Reed and great point by you that I think something like Scream 6, even though it's genre, you know, it's more visceral. There's, yes. there's some it's going to be visceral. And that's what people are looking for right now. They're looking yeah. for actual experience as opposed to faux experience. Yes, yes. The trailer promises you an action set piece in a bodega. That's what people want now. Absolutely. Not the quantum realm. No. Um, so, yeah, we did it. So email us. We love getting your emails. As you could see, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Um, subscribe. Smash that like button on our YouTube channel. It's down there. So the YouTube is heating up. We've got people who are uh, finding the B.O. Boys on YouTube and not the podcast. And they're commenting and they're interacting. And so it's a whole thing over there on the YouTube channel. So get involved with the BO boys, YouTube channel, follow us on social media, Twitter, want to be intern. Christopher is just killing it with the video clips over on our Twitter at the BO boys pod. And uh, yeah, I think, I mean, that's all I could think of Clayton. Well, don't you have a, another podcast? I do have another podcast. It's called the show me the money. It's on the sports gambling podcast network. It is about, betting on the academy awards and clayton this is the week the oscars is this sunday march 12th and we are doing not one but two new episodes this week so we had an episode a few days ago that went up about our final picks for what to gamble on with the betting lines for the oscars tonight we've got another episode going up that is going to be about filling out your oscar pool so winning money both with the bookies and in your office with Oscar pools. It's all about gambling, 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 gamble, 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 gamble. And it is called the show me the money on the sports gambling podcast network. Me and Nick Turner will show you how to gamble, 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 gamble. Gambling problem? Call one eight seven seven eight hope and why that's one eight seven seven eight hope and why four six seven three six nine or don't or don't doesn't really matter um so that's it clayton yeah uh, and pat i don't think there's anything left to say no except for until next time we'll smell you at the Box of this. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>